All right, so Moto 2. Bo, here's what I learned. I learned that Raul Fernandez is a super talented rider. This kid is for real, and he's going to make some waves, and he may be the dark horse for the Moto 2 Championship this year, someone I didn't even consider. Um, but Raul Fernandez finishing first, great ride. Aaron Kinnett with a fantastic ride to finish second. Remy Gardner doing what you need to do to be relevant in the championship, finishes third. And then USA, USA. Joe Roberts finishing in fourth. Um, you know, that's the top four. Tell me what you think about the top four, starting with Raul Fernandez. I mean, are you on board with me? I really am. I, I can't. I can't discredit anything that this kid has done. He's he had an un, an incredible pace on Sunday. He really rode very very well, and, and um, just super impressed. You know, like he said, rookie in the class. Um, he's really really taken to this Triumph engine and this Calix chassis like nobody's business. He looks like he's having a lot of fun too. I mean, yeah. it, it just looks effortless yeah. to him almost. It really um, does. It really does. I mean, he looks so good on it, and for a rookie, I mean, this is the year of the rookie, bro. Yeah. They are killing it. I'm, I'm 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 excited to see what he can do. But he won the race and he was dominant. But I was really excited to see Aaron Kinnett ride as well as he was riding. You know, we we've talked about the struggles for the Bosco Squirrel chassis this year. Nope. Aaron Kinnett puts it up on the second step. Uh, exactly. And not just the Bosco Squirrel chassis struggles, but also the Aaron Kinnett struggles. Uh, you know, yeah. we saw that yeah. a lot last year, a lot of inconsistency. Uh, I think that was just getting used to the bike, getting used to the engine, getting used to the chassis. And I think there was, I think he's bringing a lot of, of good feedback to them because he's a good rider. I mean, he's definitely, he showed that in Moto3 oh, yeah. that he's There's a fantastic no rider. Um, you know, and he deserves to be at the front of the, he's got the talent to be fighting at the sharp end of this championship. So uh, I think it was fantastic finish for those guys to see that you know because he led a couple laps as well and he had the pace i, I don't think he had the tire life um which is i'm not going to say it's concerning because the speed up bosco square chassis um is known to kind of save its tire a little bit to the race the end of the race is what we saw from jorge, jorge navarro back when he was still finishing races a couple years ago um <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> But but no, I think it was you just you just man that bus got all axles running over Navarro right there just boom and then boom did I hit something I don't know shoot at a boy Bo but I think I think Kenneth's I think Kenneth is really bringing some good value some good data back to Boscoscura and I think they're building a good bike around him so I'm impressed with what he did on uh, did last Sunday in Portimao. Um, you know, he's Dyson with Joe Roberts a little bit and, and he showed Joe Roberts a little bit, a little bit of some stuff and he's, he's not afraid to put it up underneath Joe. No. And, and, uh, you know, no. I think Joe wanted Kinnett's, to give it to Kinnett's him. a great rider. Yeah. He's got a lot of talent. 100%. You know, here's the thing though. He's also on the Aspar team, which is a very experienced team. It's one of the better teams in Moto2, in my opinion. Um, you know, they, they've been, been there for a long time, so they know what they're doing and they'll do it well. Um, you know, but Remy Gardner not winning races, but you know what? If you can't win, getting it on the podium, Joan Mir has shown us if you consistently finish in the top five, you can win a world championship. Points win championships. You're absolutely right. It, what did you what, what did you what did you say? What's the old adage? If you if you want to finish first, first you must finish. And you know, or, uh, geez, excuse me, um, Remy Gardner 
you know, he 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 fought for that last turn podium. He he really did. He it did. was a, it was a, a, it was a fight, yeah. tough move. It was an aggressive move. He saw the hole, and, and Remy Gardner's a racer. He's if you give him that little bit of a gap, then he's not going to think twice about it. Um, yep. he, he looked like he held up just a little bit before he wanted to stick it in underneath Joe, and then ultimately they came together a little bit. But you know, really good bit, big credit to both those guys. Um, Good, hard, clean racing, I think. Uh, Joe Roberts, yep. he, he was able to stay on the bike, brought it home and forth. Um, yep. Really impressed with how everyone in that top four really rode uh, uh, last Sunday. So yeah, uh, can't say much bad about him. Joe Roberts led a few yep. laps. I think he ran into some tire trouble. Once he gets yep. that tire wear, that tire life figured out, I think he's going to be a strong, strong rider in this championship. Yeah, I do too. I really, really want to hear the Star Spangled Banner this uh, this year. I, I really do too, man. Hey, here's the thing, though. I mean, you know what? If he doesn't crash in the second race at Qatar in the Tissot Grand Prix, I mean, we're talking about Joe Roberts right up there at the sharp end of this thing, you know, right up at the top, I mean, the top, you know, guys and fighting for the championship. And there's still a lot of time. And finishes like this will go a long way to getting him in that challenge, that race. Um, but he's got some real, real strong contenders this year. Like I said, Raul Fernandez looks dangerous. Aaron Canette looked really strong. But more than those two, Remy Gardner has been the most consistent, and he has looked fantastic. So, you know, and then don't forget about Sam Lowe. Sam Lowe's had a had bad luck in turn one. Um, but Joe is doing a great job for the Italtrans team. And I think they have to be happy where they are. As long as he can keep moving forward, I think we're going to be good. And like you said, I want to hear the Star Spangled Banner too. Because, you know, John Kaczynski was our last, you know. Uh, intermediate, intermediate class winner. Yep. Class rider, yeah. But 1990, I believe. So, I, you know, I, I'm just excited for Joe. Um, and, and I'll jump down to Cameron Bobier as well. First top 10. Man, Cameron Bobier is doing it. I mean... God, what, I, all I can do is think about what could have been had Cameron left two years ago. I never thought he should be staying in Moto America, but maybe just the opportunities weren't right, whatever. But man, this kid, he's not a kid, he's 28. This guy putting it on the track, he's doing what he needs to do, finishing in the top 10 in your third race, especially after having kind of a bad race, the second race kudos a lot of respect to cameron bobier he is doing it he is doing a great job i completely agree jason i mean i i can't i can't echo that enough i mean he's he's not he's not super familiar with a lot of these tracks he's not put a lot of time onto them nearly as much as he did on the tracks in america and moto in moto america and superbike class the time on the bike isn't there like it was on the r1 when he was riding for years over here yep um yeah so and and the team familiarity that's around him it's it's not there as well um, but, but this kid is, has jumped in, like he says, he's not a kid. This guy's jumping in the class and he's making waves already. He's, he's consistently yep. improving. Now we saw him how to get off in, in Doha, but yep. you know, he, he fought that the happens. first this racing. Yep. The first race he fought well, he made some good, good, hard passes. The second race, unfortunately had a little bit of a get off, but he was also, you know, working towards the front. And then we see him at Portimao. He's doing the exact same thing. And I want to say he was up in sixth or seventh position was his highest position. Yeah. And then he kind of had a he came together with Ayagura, and Ayagura actually ended up going down and taking out Shumkat Chantra as well. But uh, Bobier managed to stay up and then actually fought his way back through some of those those places again. Um, right. So I, I want to see I, I'm I, I want to see what would happen 
if Cameron Bobier can have a fantastic qualifying uh, session, and then what would happen in that race if he starts within mm. that top seven? Sure. You know, if he if he starts within in the top three rows on the in the Moto Two grid, what are we going to see? You know, because I, we see that if he sees that we've seen in Moto America, Cameron Bobier loves a clear track. He loves oh to get my out goodness. front. Yeah, he wants when to he gets run out away. front, he's he's a little bit like Jorge Lorenzo. No kidding, you know? absolutely. Yeah, he yeah. he asks questions of the rest of the grid. He says, "You guys, mm-hmm. I'm up front. Let's go. We're gonna go to work now. I'm gonna see how far you guys are willing to to follow me." Yeah, and, you know, he yeah. was dominating Moto America Superbike races last year. Um, oh, it wasn't even close. No. It was not. It was never close, and that's why it wasn't really for the last two and a half, three years. It wasn't close. Now, I'm Honestly, not, I'm not going to say that that's what we're going to see, you know, because th- this right. this is a really competitive class. These these are all oh, there's more competitive here than Moto America. I, I'm I'm not. You're right, but and not I'm not trying to take anything away from Moto America. I, they have some quality quality riders, but absolutely this is this is the biggest stage. This is where the best in the world are, or those that are tapped to be the next best in the world. And so for Cameron to come in and do this, what you're saying, a hundred percent. But I will promise you. Every rider in that paddock, every team in that Moto2 paddock knows Cameron Bobier is for real. Oh, yeah. He's over there to do work. He's not over there That's just right. to, to be on vacation for a year and take a, a year That's off Moto right. America. No, no, no. He's a competitor. He's a racer. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think Ayagura maybe may have found out the hard way that you, you – you better be committed if you're going to try to pass Cameron Bovier because he's not going to be easily passed and and he's going to fight for every position that he gets. He's a hard nosed, he's a dogfighter and and I love that about yeah, Cameron Bovier and and I just want to see what would happen if he can get a good clean race, good clean qualifying session, get up front, you know, and really run top seven, top, you know, top six, top five with those lead that leading pack for a few laps and. Right. And, and get that experience in the class, you know, because we're going right. to see he's going to have some tire troubles. He's he's he might get a little bit excited. We saw the same with Garrett with Garrett Gerloff when he entered the World Superbike paddock. But I, I yep. think that that Cameron Bobier is well on his way to being a successful Moto Two rider, and it's very exciting um, to have two successful and two very talented riders from America in the Moto Two paddock. Yes. From for me. Yes. Um, I, I know I'm, that you would I am super that. stoked. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I really, I, you know, what you're saying is really so true about Cameron Bobier and his his preference is to be out front. But what we're seeing is that if he's got a fight, he could fight, and I like that. Absolutely. I mean, we like the scrub. Yep. You, what is it that What is it that you call everybody the the red blooded, passionate American? I, I mean, I don't know what you're talking but, about. <laughs> I don't recall ever saying that about any rider that we've ever talked about on this show. Except every rider, every nationality, red-blooded, passionate. That's what they are. But I, but I, think, I think what they found with Cameron Bobier, and I think the, the paddock is now coming to grips. Number one, there's talent there. There's real talent. Number two, not afraid to mix it up. And number three, he is improving. So this, this guy learns quickly. He is already talented, and he has the the fight in him, the dog in him, to fight through some traffic and get some stuff done. So he started, I believe, in 13th. Was that correct? And uh, he qualified 13th, and he he lamented that qualifying a little bit. Said, "Man, you know, I just couldn't get the clean lap or whatever." But you know, he didn't let that affect him. He went and put it up there for a top 10. So kudos to him. Really happy. We almost had three Americans. 
in Moto2. It was so close. But Marcos Ramirez, uh, hey, I, I can't imagine how bad his wrist must be hurting. And to ride a track like Portimao with a broken wrist and come yeah. in and get to, get a point, I tip my hat to him, man. Absolutely. I, it's look, impressive. Marcos, we, it is nothing personal from us about you being an American racing team because if, if they offered me a chance to be on the Spanish racing team, I would take it. Um, I, it's just two guys from America wanting as many Americans in the Moto2 and Moto3 and MotoGP paddock as possible. You definitely deserve to be there. Your talent is undeniable. And your, you know, your, your constitution is something that I can't even imagine, man, because that must have been awful. Um, and he fought through and finished 15th. So a lot of, lot of praise for him for just being there. Much like Sam Lowe's last year with the, with the hand, the size of a beach ball. Um, you know, I mean, so these guys are so tough. I I just can't even put it into words, but I want to talk about, you know, uh, Marco Bezecchi finishing in six, which is, I have to admit a little bit of a disappointment. I thought he would be closer up to the front. Um, and Augusto Fernandez putting in fifth though. I, I, flip side of that coin i think it's a great finish for augusto fernandez but i think marco bezecchi left a little to be desired where are you absolutely i completely agree you know marco bezecchi was actually leading the race with a pretty good margin uh, for a few laps and and we yeah. just saw that margin just get completely eaten up once Kinnett and, and joe roberts really started working working towards him um so so yeah i'm, I'm a little I think disappointed is a good word. Uh, I think we expect a lot more out of Marco Betzecki this year. Uh, I think Marco Betzecki expects a lot more out of himself this year, to be completely honest with you. I, I think agree. That, I think uh, he's a little, probably a little frustrated, a little surprised as well. You know, and and you mentioned the uh, on the lot the, the 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 first time when we spoke about this, you mentioned the uh, the teamwork that we'd seen. I think between he and Luca Marini, and mm-hmm. um, you know when when Luca was still in the in the Moto Two panic and. And I don't think that, you know, obviously we don't have that, that teamwork because Celestino Vietti is not quite to the level of Marco Pazzecchi's on. He's well on his way, I think. I think he's starting to look, yeah. he's, as a rookie, he does look very good in that team. He looks good on the bike. He's he's mm-hmm. he's adjusting I well think, to the platform. I think they really believe in Vietti. I really do. Um, I agree with you. I think all those things are true. But I think the VR46 team really believes in these two guys, Pazzecchi and uh, Celestino Vietti. So... Uh, I think Betsecki's. I think Betsecki's talent's definitely there, and I want to see him stay. I, I, I like him. I, I think he's a. Uh, I mean, obviously he's a heck of a rider. They're, all these guys are riding at the top, at the, at the tip of the spear of the in, in our sport. You know, this is the best in the world. So, uh, you know, they wouldn't right. be there if they weren't good riders. But no, uh, right. Um, you know, Marco, right now, I, I think with this championship so far, Marco Betsecki is hitting a point where he's now got to flip that mental switch and say, "All right, this is where I'm at." This is not where I want to be, so let's make a plan to get where I need to yep. be, you know, and not and not throw it, it into the gravel. Right, and his team is experienced. If if there's something going on with the bike, they'll figure it out, Absolutely. and he'll get there. And you, I believe that, but you know what? Sixth is, again, not a disaster. If you didn't have it, okay. It's better to bring points it home. Points win yep, championship. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, he, he got 10 points. It's not 25 points, but at the same time, he did get points. So he's finishing the races, and that's what he's got to do until he figures it out. Um, you know, the, the rest of the top 10, Chavi Vieje or Chavi Vieje, Vieje, uh, Hector Garzo, uh, and Marcel Schroeder, you know, I mean, for Garzo, Vieje and, uh, Schroeder, I, I mean, those are good finishes because schroeder has been largely missing, um, yeah, this he's year. Been, he's so been having I'm, some I'm, tough goes at it. Definitely. Yep. And same with Garzo. Garzo was nowhere to be found, I yep. think in, in Qatar. So this is definitely yep. a good return to form for him. Uh, right. Something he needed. 
Another guy, though, that's on a really good team. The Flexbox HP40 team is very experienced. They know what they're doing. And if and if it's just the bike, they'll get it figured out. So he, he's coming around. So that's good. That's good for racing. Um, we have talked about Thomas Lutie. He finished in 17th. And like we've talked about, we both agree the sun's setting there. Um, but here's another guy that I think maybe is time to move on. And that's Happy Shiren. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Uh, he was in MotoGP for two years, and he had a couple of unbelievable rides. But beyond that, I, I can't think of a single time where he has been competitive in terms of being in the top five anywhere, ever. And I'm now it's to the point where I think it's that thing about sponsorship money. He's from Malaysia. He's our only uh, Malaysian rider, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And there's probably a lot of sponsorship money, but that's going to quickly dry up because I, this guy makes a living finishing in 20th and 18th. And um, I just think, I think that, I think the sun is setting for our man Luti, who, like I said before, has meant a lot to this sport, has been a super, super competitive rider for many years, but father time is undefeated. And I think time has come for him. Haffy Shiren, on the other hand, though, I wouldn't say the same thing. I would say he got a couple of rides, luckily, and I'm sure and he could come to maybe Moto America and uh, compete a little bit, but I don't see it, man. Where are you? No, I'm about, to, I'm about in the same spot, and I was, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Moto America because I was actually thinking, you know, what would it look like if we saw Hafish Sirene in the World Superbike paddock, either on the, you know, World Super Sport or if he wanted to take a stab at Superbike. But, uh, you know, Moto America is also an alternative. We need, we need talent like that over here to help build yep. our riders up, right? And that's not to take anything away from our local riders and our grassroots racing here. We just don't have a lot of the infrastructure that really builds these riders, like a VR46 no. Academy, like any of right. these these private uh, companies that really invest so much money and so much time into these riders. Um, we just don't have that, and and that's what we need. We, we need that over here. And if we can't get that, then we need riders who are going to tug these, tug our boys along, get them ready and get them seasoned so that they can step over into Europe. And, you know, we saw Tony Elias um, that came over from MotoGP. He, the guy raced with Valentino Rossi in the early 2000s. So, and we saw him. What did he do? He really tested Cameron Bobier, I think, and really gave Cameron Bobier yep. a run for his money in, in several I think Moto he elevated Cameron Bobier's riding. He brought along a Josh Heron as well and kind of matured a mm-hmm. Josh Heron. We saw a lot of raw talent in Josh Heron, but we didn't see a mental uh, a mental maturity, I think, in, in races. And when they rode together at the M4 X-Star Suzuki team um, here in Moto America, we definitely saw a more tame Josh Heron. He, he's had a more team uh, a team mindset about him after a couple races. And you know, he, he definitely, I almost said we saw Heron grow up a little bit, um, you, you know. Yep as yep. a rider during that season, but the, not to sidebar too much into Moto America just yet, but no, Hafi Sirene, I, I definitely, I definitely think that he needs to consider other options out of the, outside of the uh, Moto GP uh, paddock um, and off the, off the Moto two grid. The same with Tom Luthi. I, I really feel that a, a Tom Luthi would do well in a, uh, you know, in Moto America or in a world Superbike setting, um, it, possibly in the super sport class, um, I mean, look, guys, there's no disrespect. What you're doing, I yeah, can't absolutely do. Not. Yeah. 99.9% of us can't do. Um, 
but you know we're here to talk about it and that's that's what i think um you know i so i, I don't know i think for me you know it's just about what's happening i mean but we did have some uh, some fireworks in the in the gravel trap again between uh, Vietti and Bulaga. Bulaga took uh, Vietti out. Vietti wasn't very happy, um, and uh, let him know. I thought I thought that was pretty funny, interesting to watch. Nothing really happened, but you know, uh, beyond that, in 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 Moto Two, uh, you said something really terrible about Jorge Navarro, but Jorge Navarro. He finished 22nd, so he's just trying to tell you that he does finish races, so you can be mad if you want, but don't throw him under the bus. That's all I'm saying. Well, okay. I'm sorry, Jorge, but the <laughs> tw- 22nd is not Jorge Navarro, in my opinion. No, he got him. just as many points as Sam Lowe's, and Sam Lowe's didn't make it through Third any laps. Once. Yeah, so... <laughs> right. We so yeah, no, that's not the Jorge, Jorge Navarro that we know. We, we've seen brilliance out of Jorge Navarro. The problem is, is we see sparks of it. We don't see a consistency. We don't see a a, a plan with we either. If he if he's got the pace, he looks great. And then and unfortunately, if he does have the pace, that's when we see a lot of the mistakes from Jorge Navarro. But right. when he doesn't have the pace, we're seeing a twenty second place finish. So. We need to see something out of you, Jorge. I mean, we know the talent's there. We know that you can do it. We've seen it before. It, we we know it's there. We just got to get it out of you somehow. So, um, hey, if it hurts your feelings, to, if that's what it takes, then I'll hurt them again just so we can see you up there fighting with these guys in the front. You know, we want to see wow. you up there and want to see you competitive. Yeah, you heard it here first, everybody. He's that's, not afraid to hurt your feelings. That's parked in turn one, tough love. That's right. That's what we do. Well, so let's move on. I mean, I, that's all I've got for Moto Two. Um, how about you? Are you are you good there? I, I'm happy with that. I think that we've we've covered a lot of talking points. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what we to see what kind of race we're going to have in Jerez. Um, yeah, this weekend. Well, speaking of Jerez, who do you got? I mean, we didn't pick anybody. Let's do all our picks now. Who do you have in the Moto Three race? I'm going to go for a wild card. I think Darren Bender's going to listen to this podcast, and I think he's going to say, oh, "Hey, man, this okay. guy's right," and uh, he's not going to be—he's yeah. not going to be a bonehead in qualifying. And I think uh, I want to take a Darren Bender. Yeah, about I think you? you're right. Well, I think Darren Bender is one of our biggest fans. He listens to us all the time. So yeah, I would agree with you. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, in the Moto Three, I mean. You're taking a wild card, so I won't go with the obvious favorite. No, you can bandwagon you know? if you want to. You can go ahead and jump. I mean, with I'm Acosta. all over that. I'm all over that Acosta bandwagon, but I I would like to. I think, for me, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna say Andrea Mino. I'm gonna go with Andrea Mino, um, because I think he's on a good run of form. I think he's. I think. I think he's getting some confidence back. I think that was the way to go. So I'm going to go Mino. So you're going Bender. I'm going to go Mino. Um, and then Pedro Acosta is going to win the race. Got it. All right. So what about Moto Two? Who you got? You know, my heart wants me to pick. Uh, wants me to go with Joe Roberts, but Joe Roberts had a tough year or a tough race last year at Jerez. Oh, um, yeah, he did. So I don't, I don't know if I want to take that or not. Um, I'm not sure if Joe even likes this track. To be completely honest, I, I thought he did, but he just had a tough race. Um, 
my head it, my head is really telling me to go with Raul Fernandez. I mean, the kid just looks super mm. strong right now. He does look but, strong. But uh, uh, you know, I think uh, I think Sam Lowe's might may run away with another one this this week. Yeah, about, so you're going Sam Lowe's. I, I'm yeah, actually going to go Remy Gardner. So okay. I won't pick the same one you pick. I'm going to go Remy Gardner. Um, and when we start doing this contest, what we're going to do is we're going to just pick who we think will finish highest, but we're going to take out the top five people in the championship. Um, so you can't be in the top five of the championship, but we need a couple more races because after one race, that doesn't count. So we need a couple more races, but once we start this contest and you have to wear Paul Spargo clothing all the time, this is going to be awesome. But anyway, so I'm going to go Remy Gardner because I do think that Remy Gardner is looking good. He's been very consistent, and I think he's going to get one. So let's see what happens. Of course, I'm with you. I would love to see Joe Roberts, Cameron Bobier to stick it up there and win it. But I think more realistically, we're looking for Joe to get on the podium. Uh, and Cameron now, the goal is a top five. And uh, But I think Remy Gardner is there. He's right there. And so uh, with, a good, with a good setup, I think Remy Gardner can take it in Jerez. Sounds good. Well, All right, I, uh, so MotoGP, who you got? Well, as you know, I, I used to be a Yamaha fanboy. Um, by oh, way of you what, haven't what stopped. Um, you still Yamaha fanboy. So once again, you know my heart. My heart's telling me to pick to go with one, but then I'm getting pulled in a different direction. Um, I almost want to go with Zarco again. Uh, I feel I got a strong feeling Ooh. from I got a strong feeling from Alex Renz though. Alex Renz looked very strong at Portimao, I yeah. believe. I think Alex yeah. Renz is it kind of feels like a dark horse in the championship right now. I think he actually mm-hmm. made a comment in uh, uh, in an interview this past week that that said you know he doesn't understand why people don't don't give him more credit. Um, basically, because we the mistakes that we've seen you make, Alex Renz, we know that you're fast. We know that you're there and. Trust me, we want to see that win. We want to see you back up on top, on top of that. Uh, yeah, you better start again. finishing races, Alex, or Bo so, uh, is going to throw you right under that bus. And, I mean, he will ask Nori Navarro. That bus is heavy. Well, that's funny because I was going with his teammate, Joan Mir. Okay, all right. All right, so we got an all-Suzuki winning. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right, so that's great. That's cool. All right, so we've picked that. Let's see what happens, and then uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. But... Let's move on to Moto America real quick. They're opening up this weekend at Road Atlanta, uh, a track that you and I have both ridden. Um, what are you looking for this year? I mean, we have some big news. I mean, Tony Elias is not in the paddock this year. So, you know, yeah. what are you thinking? All right. Looking down the uh, – honestly, looking down the, the lineup, <laughs> we, we can't leave out – I think possibly one of the favorites that, uh, that may hit the uh, – uh, the the front of the pack really quickly is going to be uh, Loris Baz. Um, oh, one hundred percent. I'm know, right there with you. Um, I, I I I hope that that this doesn't come off incorrectly, but I hope it's not Loris Baz. You know, we obviously we'd love to see an American leading this championship and and really running away with it. I think um, because we don't want folks to come over here and start beating us up, right? But uh, it, no matter how good it is for the paddock, I just think Loris Baz is going to be really strong this year. I think he's really going to take it to everyone in this in this grid. Um, I'm excited well, to see. He's what... on a super fast bike. He's a he's a great rider on a great bike. I mean, and we know that that that, that, that definitely duck. helps. <laughs> it it yeah, helps absolutely. when your bike's fast. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm with you. So my pick for like like who I'm looking at though. I mean, is that, is that who you're really watching to see is Loris Baz or do you have something else you were thinking? 
I mean, we can work around the pat, really. I mean, I, I want to see some strong stuff out of Josh Heron. I, I think Matt Skoltz is going to be pretty tough to beat this year. I think that he, he's had something um, just kind of waiting. He's kind of waiting for that breakout moment, I think, in Superbike. And I think yeah. this year just might be it. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I So I'm really looking at, at if you take out, um, what's the name? Uh, you take Loris Baz out of the equation, and even Hector Barbara, who has some real experience. So he's on the Shivey Racing BSW 1000RR, which they've now had a year to kind of develop. Right. Heron yep. kind of had to deal with that last year, but um, that he... he helped them through all the problems, but they, they might come out strong, but I'm really looking at Heron, Skoltz, uh, of course, Baz and Barbara, but, but beyond that, I mean, I need to see Jake Gagne do something. I'm tired of hearing about this kid's talent with no, no finishes, that, right. no wins. I mean, every time you hear somebody, Oh, Jake Gagne, Jake Gagne. And he is obviously super talented, Win a race, young man. I'll give you a little pass last year because Cameron Bobier was head and shoulders above that paddock. There was no question. Okay. But this year, you got to figure it out because Bobby Fong is going to be strong. Your teammate, Heron, is going to be strong. Skoltz is always strong. And, you know, you're going to have to step up. You've got you got to you got to carry that american flag you got people coming for you man and i think he loses the seat if he doesn't do better this year no i agree and and i think you're absolutely right i, I think not only uh bobby fong is going to be strong i think that whole that m4 xstar suzuki team is going to be would be a force cameron peterson is a phenomenal rider we saw that stock man 1, he looks so good year. last year yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you know he had some troubles last year at road atlanta um, with the brakes, uh, I know that they couldn't they couldn't really get it figured out. They'd done everything that they could have, but I think Cameron Peterson, you know, doesn't have any issues. I think uh, I think with this race in particular, Cameron Peterson might be a, a front runner here. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think the M Force X Star Suzuki team is a strong team. I think that uh, Matt Skoltz has a, a fantastic team around him in the Westby in the Westby team. Um, obviously the, uh, the attack performance, Yamaha fresh and lean team with Josh Heron and Jake Gagne, that's a strong team. They've got Richard Stamboli, who is a, um, just a genius when it comes to the electronics on bikes and really, really getting the most out of bikes. Um, we've got a lot of good riders this year in Moto America paddock and, and the Superbike paddock. And I'm yeah, really, a lot ex- of names on the entry list for the Atlanta race. I and, mean, there's, and there's it's a ex- lot. That's exciting for us, right? I mean, yeah. it, I mean last we're used year, to ten or twelve. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so it, it's fantastic to see all the to see this kind of traffic. Whether or not these guys are doubling up in super stock and also super bike, it doesn't matter. We want to see you guys on the grid, really taking it to everyone in this championship because I think this is anyone's championship, and this is what our racing over here needs to be. It needs to have numbers and butts of the seats, and it, and we've got to have that attention. Um, and the sponsorship money flowing in to, to grow the sport. And, and I applaud every single one of you superbike riders that are signing up, everyone in the super sport class and the, and the junior classes and, and everyone around the, uh, in right. every one of these classes for what you guys are doing. And I, I, I hope you continue. I do too. I wish everybody the best of luck. We're really excited to get this, you know, this year going. I mean, we've got some, some new names, um, you know, in there, in, and and so it's going to be really, it's going to be really cool. It's going to see what's happening, and and let's go racing. I mean, Road Atlanta is a great track, and uh, I think everybody's going to have a good time. All right, so Super Stock One Thousand, 
a lot of the same names. And obviously the entry list for Road Atlanta is big. We won't see this many people every year, but I think you got to put, and this was something that I thought was a tragedy last year, that Andrew Lee didn't have a ride. I mean, this was the guy that was the champion the year before in the Twins class. I'm sorry. No, yes, he was the champion the year before and then didn't, didn't get a ride, which is crazy to me. Um, but, you know, this year I think he's got to got to have a little chip on his shoulder and be ready to show these guys what's up. He's riding the ZX-10. Do it. Do it. And, uh, you know, we're going to see. I, I think, you know, Corey Alexander is a super strong competitor there. Obviously, Stefano Mesa, our new Carolina Motorsports track record holder, yep. will be there. Um, and we'll see, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be really cool, I think, um, to see who's gonna be out there and who's fighting for that Stock One Thousand Championship this year. Travis Wyman's got a shot. He's back on the BMW, so we'll see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that uh, I'm really excited to see what Stefano Mesa can do this year. I, Stefano Mesa is just, he's a special he's a special guy. I mean, he's super quick on a bike. I mean, obviously, he's a lap record holder at Carolina Motorsports Park, like you mentioned. Um, he, he jumped on, a I think last year it was at Indianapolis, he had jumped on the ZX-6 and just entered his first super sport race, and he was immediately running the front with those guys, and with Richie Escalante yep. and, uh, and SDK. So, um there's so much talent there and, and this guy deserves a seat in in the moto america paddock he deserves a seat i don't wherever know why he, he doesn't have race. a seat that's so garbage somebody sign him up he's got to have that support and and i don't know if it's personal preference he just doesn't like the you know the the that the kawasaki doesn't have as good of a presence in the super bike grid um but i mean this guy can take it to anybody every single week yep absolutely well, I'm, that's good for me on Superstock. I mean, we're just basically touching base. We don't know what's going to happen. And uh, there's a lot of names that I don't know, which is great. Uh, looking forward to seeing a lot of these guys probably coming up through the club, the local club racing scene, and getting their shot at Moto America. But that's what this is all about, man. It's about that. So I'm excited. Um, Supersport. I mean, hey, until somebody knocks Richie Escalante off that, top step i'm not gonna believe they can do it i agree he was just he was on another level last year um i think the bike is uh is a it's a really strong bike in the paddock um you, there's some controversy or some people have opinions about uh, about the engine size um stefano mace is actually registered all, also on a zx6 um in the super sport class as well so yeah. it looks like he's going to yeah. be doing double duty um and hopefully you know hope to see that consistently throughout the year um, I think Sean Dylan Kelly is is the obvious name, I guess, that's going to be able to uh, yep. to kind of take it to uh, to Richie Escalante this year. I think Sean Dylan Kelly's got a lot of talent. Uh, obviously, he wouldn't be where he is if he didn't. Um, but uh, I, th- I think uh, I think we saw a lot of frustrations last year out of Sean Dylan Kelly and some desperation moves. Um, but I think a lot of that was building the bike really to get to or, or lack of a development into the bike to really get it to the level that Richie Escalante might have actually might have already had 
um, you know, on his uh, on his Kawasaki. But uh, I think Sean Delancal is going to take a step forward this year. Um, I do too. I, I think there's going to be a I think there's going to be some tight racing. I think there's going to be and and Sean Delancal is not afraid at all to make a a an aggressive move to get up inside and really show uh, Richie Escalani a wheel because yeah that's what uh, that's last year that was really all he had you know he didn't have a lot of defense for Escalante except to make those moves that 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 disrupted Richie's uh, rhythm in a race and, and that that played into Sean Kelly Sean Dillon Kelly's favor a few times but um I think he's I think he's definitely going to take it to uh, to Richie what about the what do you think is looking like this grid's looking like this year I mean, I think it's going to be exciting racing. That's what I think. I mean, I know SDK is coming for that number one plate. He wants it. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised, I guess, that Richie Escalante took the number one plate. You know, um, that's pretty common over here. It's not as common over on the other side of the pond, but um, he took that number one plate, and I know that SDK wants it, wants it bad. Um, So I'm excited about that, but I think, you know, there's probably a couple of riders that are younger that we are overlooking because we don't know their name, we don't know their story yet. But that'll be really interesting to me as the year comes out to see who else can be up there with SDK and and Richie Escalante because Brandon Posh went back overseas. Um, so who's going to pick up that mantle? Who's going to do it? And that's right. that's what we're going to figure out. You know, um, I, I'm really surprised that Posh left. Um, it must have been a really good offer or there just were no offers here, which would have been surprising considering he was right there with those two guys all year. Um, I don't know what that is. I, I, I think we've talked about it before. The behind the scenes stuff is a lot more complex than we can imagine. And I'm sure right. it's the same in Moto America. So, you know, best of luck to, uh, Brandon. Uh, but we sure wish you were here, but if not there, then get better over in Europe. That's great. And then come into the MotoGP paddock. That's where we want to see you eventually as an American. So come on with it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think if Stefano Mesa can race a lot, I know he's on a largely privateer team, but if he can get good finishes and keep racing, then I think he can challenge the SDK and Richie like we saw him do last year. So we'll see. I'm I'm very hopeful that this will be a competitive series. Um, but again, a lot of names that I have seen once or twice or never at all. So it's uh, I think one big one that sticks out to me is a guy named Samuel Lockoff from Cape Town, South Africa. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean that's a great that's a great pickup. We got people we we have people from Mexico, uh, South Africa, Argentina, uh, Venezuela. Yep. I'm I mean, this is great for Moto America. This is great. So I'm stoked to see what happens and what pops off uh, at uh, Road Atlanta. And it's really cool to see those guys go fast and know that I have been on that track and can say, oh, yeah, that's way different than the line I take in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, why why is his bike going through there so much faster than mine? <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm excited. I mean, Moto America, I've said it before. They've done a really nice job in their first, I think this is the fifth year or sixth year of existence, right? Um, no, sixth year. This is their sixth year of existence, I think. And they've done a really nice job of making American racing a lot more competitive and like European racing because we were never going to get a consistent 
group of Americans in the world stage being competitive without a similar upbringing through the racing ranks. We had to start running in the rain. We had to start using some of those different rules, and we did, and kudos to them for doing it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, they've done, um, and even the media exposure has gotten fin- it's gotten yep. phenomenal, it, yep. phenomenally better in the past few years. We've seen a lot of a lot of new improvements that uh, that they're bringing to that team. So definitely, Moto America, keep up the good work and keep increasing that exposure um, of motorcycle racing to the rest of the I, world. I always find it interesting listening to Jason Pridmore talk about racing. His insight is so good. You know, he, he, the little things that he knows because he's raced are so different from a guy that just loves racing. Right. It's just so, it's so good. So I'm, I'm excited to watch the races and, uh, and do it. I, I know that we have some other classes this year. We've got the twins cup, they've got the rookies cup, and then we've got the baggers cup, which we've talked about. And I, I'm cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think we're both, uh, I think we both definitely pay attention to the, um, to the three classes that we touched on and we will also yep. pay attention yep. to that junior class to see, you know, watching that talent yep. come up and absolutely and because that's the future, right? Yeah, definitely. And absolutely. there's somebody we did not mention in Supersport this year that is a phenomenal rider and that's Rocco Landers. Bet, Rocco yeah. Landers, Rocco Landers can go and it you we I'd be very very interested to see if and he dominated the last two years when he was champion, his class. So I'm very interested to see what Rocco Landers can do on a 600. He's on an R6. I am too. I think he's going to come out strong this year, and I think he's definitely going to be uh, going to learn that bike really quickly. I think he's. I want to say he done he had done some club racing, possibly on a 1000 yep. out west. So yep. he's definitely not he's not foreign to the power. So I think no, he's, he's uh-uh. taken to that. If there's anything I'd like to see Rocco do during a race that, that I didn't see um, in the uh, the junior class was he, he didn't seem to be settled in the bike. He was always looking around, checking behind him, checking that gap around him. You know, sometimes I just want to see Rocco Landers. Okay, get your head down and stay forward. You know, keep your eyes front. And, and you know, whatever happens, happens. But don't worry about you know that gap's behind you. But but maybe that's just what he likes. You know, maybe he just likes to turn around and check, see where he's at. And if he wants to slow down a bit, he can slow down a bit. If he wants to speed up, he can keep you can keep pushing. But maybe that's just his character on a bike. But uh, yeah, it's something. I a mean, little, we're all different. Yep. It's something a little unique, though. You know, there's we don't see really see that a lot out of out of many riders in in many paddocks. You know, he's just he's he's definitely certainly a unique and a unique rider. Yeah, he is. But at the same time, that kid has got some juice, man. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. He he is fast, and uh, so we'll see. I mean, hey, let's go, Rocco. Let's see what you got. I'd love to see you come in. Shock the world. Let Richie Escalante know that he's not getting away in SDK and Stefano Mesa and say, hey, here I am. I'd love to see it. Let's see what happens. I'm excited. This We got two different series racing this weekend. So it's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about next week. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, um, you know, for me... I'm so looking forward to our track day next weekend. Not this coming, but the next. Um, we uh, we got garages next to each other again, so I can just drive through your pit. That'll be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm high maintenance, Bo. You know this. No, um, no. What? Come on. But I, I think um, 
I think for you and me, this time of the year, like I've said, it's the most wonderful time of the year. The racing's going. We're getting to ride. Um, I can't I can't say enough, man. We just love motorcycles. We love what we do. And that's why we talk about it. And um, I hope we can uh, really get some other people that enjoy talking about it as well. Absolutely. Uh, and like, like we mentioned, you know, we're working on the uh, social media, so we want to be able to get that out to you guys soon. Yep. Um, yep. To get your feedback on what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. If you're mad at me for picking on Paul Spargo and Jorge Navarro, um, we we just want to hear from you. We don't uh, care. I mean, yeah, we, we're just gonna <laughs> we're actually gonna call you out on our podcast, and, yes. and you'll never talk yes. to us again. So. Yeah. So here's the thing. You know, we we're uh, we're working through. We're learning this as we go. The audio issues that we have sometimes we're quiet. Sometimes we have echoes. We know that, and we're sorry. We're gonna fix it. We're gonna get better. Um, but if you'd like to sponsor us and give us a real studio to go to, we're open to that. Am I wrong, Bo? We're absolutely expect, accepting sponsorship applications now, yes. I'm a little surprised that MotoGP hasn't called us to call a race uh, in one of the Rookies Cup races or Moto3 or something, but it's okay. I mean, guys, take your time. We're in no rush. Uh, and plus, you know, Bo is not a big flyer, so... It'll take some convincing from me, but anytime, just send over the contract. It'll be great. Agreed. <laughs> oh, well, I digress. I Listen, I, I'm i excited. I had a good time this evening. I hope everyone had a good time listening. That's all we've got for tonight. So until we see you next time, keep the rubber side down, that shiny side up, and uh, keep charging, folks. Until next time. We'll see you later. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.